Have you ever had a food, and for the most part, every time for me, it's a dessert, and it is spelt with a Z, just so you know, not at two S's. And often it's Jan's cafeteria cake. If you've ever had that, it's out of this world. And somewhere between my eighth and tenth piece for the day, somewhere in there, comes the last piece. Now, the first however many there was, I probably ate pretty fast. I watched TV. I watched a ball game. I I did something else. I ate it. I tasted it. But I didn't really think about it. When I get to that last piece, though, there's something about that slowing down, kind of cutting out all the distractions. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, you just kind of cut out all the distractions, and you savor that last piece. We're at the end of the series. Now what? <laughs> My answer to that is to live fully now. To live fully now. Last February or this year, uh, my mom's birthday, she had, been passed, she had passed away about 14 months before that, and my children were asking me, I got four kids, and they were asking me, Dad, how did today go? Did you think about Mama, what they call her Mama a lot? And I said, well, I, I did. I said, but you know what I thought about a lot more than Mama, for whatever reason, was that how easy, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but how easy it was after 14 months, you realize your life just moved on. And it's pretty startling when you realize it. That person had that big of impact, and my mom did. My, my mom and dad both did. And if you know my story, that, that enormous impact. But, but 14 months later, and maybe even before then, life has moved on. I still remember her. I still obviously think about her. I still try to honor her and and what she taught me but life has moved on and what I thought about was someday my kids are going to do that as much as I'm in my children's lives and as much as we've been close and got all these memories and all these things that we have been a part of there's going to be a day when I Lord willing and I hope it's this way that I go first And there will be a space, and then there will be more space, and their life will just go on. And it's kind of startling at times to go, wow. Many of us, for the most part of our life, think we're going to live forever. But when we really think about it, we know it's got to end sometime. We see it around us. We see it happening quickly, and there's really no, there's no expiration. It can be young. It can be older. As we wrap this series up, in some ways, I just want to say to you, I, I really believe that the big thing for me, I know at least I'm turned 60 this week, and I, yeah, there you go, I made it. I never, th- as, as the great words of Mickey Mantle, if I'd known I was going to live this long, I'd taken better care of myself. 
But also, if I'd known I was going to live this long, I'd have saved more money. That's probably the bigger thing. I'd have probably done more. But I've said this before. If the Lord had allowed me to save money and have money, I'd have probably quit being a pastor a long time ago. So, no. You think I'm kidding. No, but, but really. But, but my point is this. I'm thinking a lot more about now. It's real easy to reminisce about what I've been a part of, and I believe the Lord has allowed us to be a part of a great story, and Jan and I have got to travel and, and have impact and have impact on our lives and the people that have come through our lives, but I can't live back there. And I can think about more. We may retire in a few years to some retirement. Jan and I always have our hand to the plow, so I'm not worried about that kind of retirement, but I do want it to be a little easier at times. I wish that happened. But at the end of the day, I don't want to think too far out there. Because when you think too far out there and you think too far back there, you don't live right now. That's a big problem for us, a big challenge for us. And what I don't want to do when I get out there is to begin to look back, uh, and even right now, to look back and go, and, and maybe every one of us will have this epiphany someday. We'll go, man, what was I thinking? Why did I spend so much time watching SportsCenter three times? It's the exact same thing, it's the exact same show. Or watching funny videos over and over online, and they are funny in that moment, but when you look up, it's sucked up so much time. Or those petty arguments that you've had with your spouse or with your children when you only had a certain amount of time. Or those worries that you have that you hang on to and you worry and worry, and you may subscribe to my theory of worrying. And is this... Worrying must work because almost all the things I worry about never happen. (laughs) You'll get that later. Some of you will. Because it steals from us. We begin to think we'll have a bunch of days or somehow then we can relive those days. But James 4... 13 through 15 says, now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to this or to that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? What a great question. What is your life? James is saying, what is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. Alan Watts said, life exists only at this very moment. And in this moment, it is infinite and eternal. For the present moment is infinitely small. Before we can measure it, it has gone. And yet it still exists forever. November 17th, 2019 is not a throwaway day. It's just not. I know sometimes we can live in the past, and I think sometimes when we look at the past, for if it motivates us for the future and for the present, that's awesome. 
but we let it steal. I got a few thoughts before we go into our time of baptism this morning. I am excited about that. I walked in that room back there with those five folks a while ago, and there is an energy and a, a spiritual energy. There is something even about this morning in this room. God is up to something. God is moving in that because people, I believe, are taking courage and stepping in and honoring what God has shown them to do. And it's powerful. And it's powerful. And putting your testimony down on a piece of paper to be talked about is powerful. But a few things I just want to share before we get to that. And hopefully I can run through them. I don't have them up on the screen because I didn't know if they were worth writing down for you. And I know I'm, I apologize. I know I'm sniffling here and it drives me crazy. It goes away and it comes. Allergies are eating my lunch right now. <laughs> and unfortunately, you have to listen to it. But I hate that. But it is what it is. First one is this. I think we got to, to live in the moment, we got to have good eyesight. You've heard me, and I, I used to tell the teens, pray, get your head up, and pray for the eyes of Christ. Get your head up, and boy, that was before cell phones, okay? Man, did this really live out today. Get your head up and ask for the eyes of Christ. Do you know in order to live fully in the moment, you have to be fully present? In order to be fully present, you got to do some things that's going to allow that to happen. But one of them that I would just, just encourage you is to ask the Lord to show you what's going on around you. I'll say this. If you start asking for the eyesight of Christ, there is going to be a great adventure in your life. There just is. I don't know what, well, I'm going on this mission trip 10 months from now. You may, but guess what? God may put you on a mission trip today. Today. Or it starts today because you saw something you didn't, you'd never seen before. Or maybe you've seen it hundreds of times and all of a sudden you see it. But if you want to live in the moment, live fully now, ask for eyesight. Another one, honor today the why and how God has made you. Honor today the why and the how. We all got the why to be his instruments. But how he has made you individually you come in here today, and I don't know how many people are sitting in here, but we're all uniquely made. Our experiences and our stories are unique. We've been gifted and wired and uniquely. Begin to lean into that. And if you don't know what that is, begin to look for help. Find someone to mentor you. Find someone to coach you. Find someone to, if you don't know where to start. One of the biggest things that I think challenges all of us is we talk about what we want to be. I was reading something this week. It says that, you know, when you begin to talk about something over and over and you begin to, you keep saying over and over, I'm going to do this. And it could be from losing weight to making a career change to living fully into what God is asking you. you begin, there's something chemically that happens in your brain that makes you believe you're already doing it. So by talking about it, 
just by talking about it alone makes you think you're accomplishing something and all you're doing is paralyzing yourself and digging yourself deeper because you've just talked about it so long. And by the way, there's some people around you just wish you'd quit talking about it. They're ready for you to do something or stop talking. Some of you need to start living the life you intended to have. Some of you need to start living the life that God has called you to live, and you know it. Sure, there's fear involved. Sure, there's uncertainty involved. But tell me, living the way you are right now, there's not uncertainty. I would rather put my hand to something that costs me more, that has great value, than sit around and not cost me at all and it mean nothing. But let me say this. If you're not living into the fullness of what God has for you, it's costing you and those around you. We need you. We need you to be present. We need you to be fully engaged. We need you. Let me say this. We've talked about it here before. You've heard me say it. You can either make excuses or you can make progress, but what? You can't do both. You can't do both. We all have a reason to what? Quit. We all have enough excuses to not do it. We all do. Those five that are sitting around in here, they all have reasons not to follow Christ in baptism today. They could have come up with a hundred reasons, maybe not a hundred. They only had to come up with one, right? But they finally got that out of the way. Let me say this. I know I have a lot of energy around this subject of the gospel and the transformation of what Christ can do. But let me tell you something. I believe you can't soft pedal the gospel. I don't believe you passively talk about the gospel. Because if you do, it makes people think you're not that sure about it. It makes people think that you're not that confident about it. It is not. We should not share the gospel passively. And yes, I am going to have to get a Kleenex. Because <laughs> I almost blew up on you. <laughs> hey, you know me. I don't care. Somebody was talking about the other day, and I was in a meeting, they were saying, well, these folks are rednecks, and they were saying it like a derogatory thing or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just said, well, I'm a born-again redneck. I don't know what that, what is that supposed to mean? What is, what is that I'm supposed to take from that? Okay. <laughs> and maybe, I, I, anyway, doing the best I can here. Everything worth doing has a hard part. Here's another one real quick, and I know we got to get going. Stop worrying. Live now. Do you know how much worrying steals from the present moment? I realize there's concerns that we all have to have, and there's planning we all have to do. Don't misunderstand. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But worry? I don't know that worry's ever added any time to anybody's life, but I can guarantee you it's stolen it. 
All I got is right now. How am I going to live fully into now? I get where I've been there. I, from health to, 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 to circumstances in life that are tragic and traumatic and all those kind of things. But at the end of the day, I don't know that any of that worrying added anything to my life. And Scripture's real clear about not doing it. First off, it says, today has enough trouble of its own. <laughs> That's pretty assuring, reassuring. <laughs> Another one. Stand up. Or speak up when something matters. Stand up or speak up. You want to live fully now and live an adventurous life, begin to stand up. Begin to speak up. Yes, your voice will be shaky. Oh, yeah, I get that. But we, you know how we define courage here. Courage is not the absence of fear. The courage is the absence of self. How we define boldness here. Boldness is not being cocky or arrogant or just blunt. Boldness is speaking or living the truth for the common good, even at personal risk, even at your reputation. Do something. Stand up. Speak into something. By the way, some of you in your family, I believe God has been prompting some of you in your family to speak up. And because of your silence, you're costing not only your family, you're costing, your, you're costing you personally, maybe even your marriage, maybe even your children. You're costing John 10, 10, and you know, many of you know that's my life verse, that the thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and live it abundant, living it to the full. The thing we skip over sometimes is the thief only comes to steal. He's stealing from you. Stand up. Speak up. A couple more. Simplify your life. So many of our emotions and our thoughts are tied to things. Or how to keep things. Many of us operate from scarcity. We're afraid we won't have enough things. And when you simplify, I'm not saying don't have things. I'm just saying simplify. And don't have emotions tied to things. And the last one... Back to what I've said over and over in here. Just don't live in the past and too far in the future. Your kids need you here. Your spouse needs you here. Your friends need you here. Here. Fully. Here. We can't go back no matter what we do. I can't go back and change the trauma. You can't either. You can't go back and change the regrets. I can't either. You can't either. Unforgiveness. Bitterness. Harboring resentment. You need to choose to forgive and move on. The harm may have been their fault. But allowing it to impact you today is yours. You have a choice. Through the power of the Spirit, transforming your life, you have a choice in this. I see people many times spend so much of their life 
saving for retirement, working toward retirement, hours upon hours, stress upon stress, hours upon hours, stress upon stress, and they get there and their health or their spouse or something, the marriage, they didn't, but they didn't spend time fully here with their spouse and their kids or maybe even their health. The stress of all of it impacted their health. You just never know. But living fully now, Joe, would you come and help me real quick? Jeff, would you come and help me real quick? James says, your life is but a mist. Here today, gone tomorrow. Pull my heart. Pull it out a little longer. If this is eternity, it's probably too big. This is your life. But let me tell you what, friend. What you do in this life matters. What you do in the midst. What you do in the dash between 1959 for Kurt Gentry and whatever that other number is. What I do in the dash matters. If not this life, what life? Some of you have wasted so much time, you're sure hoping there's a heaven because, man, you've wasted so much of this life. Why? God has a great purpose for you, a divine purpose. No matter in the sorrows, no matter in the triumphs, no matter, he has them to live fully now. Watch this video by Alan Watts, and we'll come up and close this as we move into baptism. Thank you. That's Josiah and to come on down as we transition now into time of sharing testimonies of our five brothers and sisters who are coming today. I hope and pray as we've gone through this series and of course I could have talked about more today and we could have talked about more in this series but the series purpose is live fully now. And I think you're going about to see an example five of those who are doing that. Amen. Let me pray for us. Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity to come to sing, to share your, your word, Lord. Hopefully encourage and give hope. But when it's all said and done, Lord, we want to know, just as James says, we're not going to brag on where we'll be here or there, but Lord, if it's your will, it be done. As much as we've talked about during this series, and as we will see in the time of baptism, it is about surrender. Your will be done. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen.